Welcome to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast with your host, Greg Shepard. Greg is a fee-only financial advisor who specializes in helping those in higher education to take control of their retirement. Since 2001, Greg has helped employees all over the country make the most of their retirement plans. Hey folks, Greg Shepard here from Higher Ed Retire Podcast. As always, I do appreciate you tuning in today. And I tell you what, today's podcast is going to be a little shorter. I think it's going to be a little shorter than my other podcasts because, quite frankly, I've got something to say and I, I'll be direct and frank about it. So I want to talk today about a fiduciary. What is a fiduciary? What does it mean to be a fiduciary in my world? I know a lot of you out there may think you know what that term means, fiduciary. It is kind of a funny word. And also, 100% transparency here, this is probably a self-serving podcast. Oh, geez, maybe it's more therapy for me, so you'll have to indulge me a little bit. But, you know, I lost a client recently. I know a lot of you out there, your heads are spinning. I lost this client primarily because I feel like I didn't educate her enough. I tell you what, folks, she had been a client for 15, 17 years. So this is a person I knew fairly well. I knew all about her family. I knew, uh, you know, I took her out to lunch and all kinds of stuff. I had a good relationship with her. But the catalyst for this podcast is that she was going to retire at a university. She was, is, was, I guess she has retired now, was a professor at a university I deal with a lot of employees at the specific university, and she submitted her paperwork. And the company, I don't mind mentioning them, the TIAA rep, TIA rep, called her up or emailed her, I'm not sure, Uh, specifically, but they had a conversation as to why she's not dealing with Tia directly. And so they had a nice back and forth, and she decided to drop me. Primarily, you know, I had a a discussion with her. It wasn't anything I did, you know, the it's not you, it's me send-off. Primarily, she said, because of the fee. And I knew exactly what was going on. The TI rep got a hold of her and said, hey, we can do all this stuff for free. Why? Don't you like saving money? Now, that is what this podcast is about, folks. This podcast is directly for those that are thinking or will be approached by these reps at the likes of TIA, Fidelity, ING, mainly because those are the big boys, the big players in the higher education world. So at some point, when you retire or separate service, you'll, you'll cross this bridge. I am going to share with you why it's not a good idea and why those reps are not fiduciaries. So who am I and why are you listening to me? Okay, so for those of you that haven't listened to my podcast before, my name is Greg Shepard. I've been dealing with higher education for all of my adult career life. Uh, that's a lie. I did, I did work, uh, let's see, in a bowling alley right out of college, and then um, I worked for Charles Schwab not dealing with higher education. So for most of my professional adult life, 19 years, I've been dealing with higher education with my financial planning slash investment management firm. Okay, so I've been working all uh, this time with the same firm. That's important, which I'll elaborate a little bit on further in the podcast. But I do specialize in helping those in higher education navigate their retirement plans and get through retirement. As you can tell, I've said that phrase a few times because it's true. Anytime during this podcast, if you have questions, go to my website. Well, maybe not during the podcast, but after the podcast. Check out my website, www.higheredretire.com. You can find my contact information. So please, by all means, if you have questions over this topic specifically, or I guess in general, contact me and I'll get you 
on the straight and narrow. All right, folks, I'm going to start out by boring you, right? If you're not bored enough already, I'm going to start off with the definition of a fiduciary. So we're kind of on the same page on the literal sense. Okay, so I'm going to read this verbatim. A fiduciary is a person or organization that acts on behalf of another person or persons to manage assets. Essentially, a fiduciary owes to that other entity or person the duties of good faith and trust. The highest legal duty of one party to another being a fiduciary requires being bound ethically to act in the other's best interests. Okay, that last part of that definition kind of sums it up. Basically, you are bound ethically, and in my case, it could be legally, to act upon the best interest of your client. Why do you want someone working on your behalf as a fiduciary? I guess a better question is, why wouldn't you want someone working on your behalf as a fiduciary? Shouldn't that be mandated in my industry? Folks, it is not. Okay, the reps over at TIA, ING, Fidelity, and other direct vendors of that ilk, they can't possibly act as a fiduciary. Uh, so, for example, let's go back to me, all right? Since uh, this podcast, of course, is all about me because I think it's going to be more therapeutic. For example, I am actually obligated to make sure you, my client, all my clients out there, have the lowest cost investment. So what I mean by that is if you have a mutual fund, there, there could be several ticker symbols for the same mutual fund. I know it gets confusing, but in my world, it uh, is just a thing. Well, guess what? There's different costs associated with each ticker symbol. My job, my ethical job, my responsibility is to make sure you have the lowest cost of that particular investment. That is not true for those that aren't fiduciary. And I tell you what, folks, this industry is littered with people that will tell you they are a fiduciary and they are not. I know you're thinking to yourself, that's uh, how in the world am I supposed to figure out if this person is a fiduciary or not? I know that is difficult. Have them sign something. I, I'm not kidding here. Have them sign something that says they are a fiduciary. Okay, you want to see some people do an about face? Do that. I've done it plenty of times for clients. I don't have a problem at all telling people and proving it legally on a document that I am a fiduciary. Now let's go back to this person, uh, this client that I lost. Remember folks, your parents told you this, your grandparents told you it more. There is no such thing as a free lunch, so to speak. Nothing's for free, especially in my industry. Let me share with you why reps of the firms like TF, Fidelity, ING do not work as a fiduciary. Folks, you could simply, I know this isn't what you wanna do on your free time, but you could simply start off by checking out what's called their ADV part two. This is public information and should be found on their website. What you'll find there in plain black and white is that these folks, these reps, are told what to do by their parent company. They are not free to act on their own or make their own decisions in that regard. Makes some sense, okay? They are employees of these companies. They can't have all these rogue advisors going out there doing what they want. But I tell you what, folks, as it states in their ADV part two, they're going to steer you towards proprietary products or what's also known as affiliated funds. So affiliated funds are those that are investments that may not be named after that direct vendor, but they're a different name and they have an affiliation with that fund. So they're essentially owned by the parent company or they have a very direct relationship. Folks, I can't make this stuff up. 
when it comes to conflicts of interest. This is just littered with conflicts of interest. Now, one of these companies I mentioned, I actually went in and read their ADV Part 2, and it also states that they are directed, they being the reps, are directed to steer you, the potential client or customer, towards certain products, certain programs, certain investment strategies that those said reps will earn or get higher quarterly bonuses. I want to make sure everybody hears that. They are told, they are directed, they are man- not mandated, I shouldn't say that, they are directed to steer you towards things that may not be in your best interest because they, being the reps, will make more money. All right, enough said. I don't want to elaborate too much on that. That just blows me away. I think everybody in my industry should be held to the highest uh, fiduciary standard, and they're not. All right, folks, let's move on a little bit. Also, some things you have to worry about uh, with these reps at these particular vendors, these direct vendors, is that rep turnover is high. All right, folks, there's really two types, maybe three. I'm going to go with two types of people at these firms, at these companies. I'm not going to call them firms at these companies, these big companies. First are those that come out of college, and I'm not trying to discredit these people at these companies. They are very, very good people, but typically you have a lot of higher higher turnover reps because the people are coming out of college. They're getting their first job with these uh, companies. They start off by talking to you. All right. They try to gather a lot of assets. Then what they typically find out at a young, ripe age is that, hey, I'm making X dollars working with this company. What if I went out independent and controlled my own schedule, controlled what I said to my clients? I don't have people telling me what to say. Do you think somebody over at TIAA, ING, or Fidelity, one of those reps can do these podcasts? No, because they are overseen by that parent company. There's no way in the world they'd be able to do this. So you get a lot of rep turnover. Uh, you get younger guys and gals figuring it out that it's easier, better, smarter from a personal standpoint and a professional standpoint to go out on your own and jump ship from these companies and start their own firm or or hitch their wagon to a, another firm that's already done this. Also, you have those that are working at these companies that have kind of burned out, didn't make it on their own. So they go back to these companies, all right, because it's an easy uh, a particularly easy job, okay, to be to be quite frank about it. So going back to this lady that, uh, this client that I lost, you know, like I mentioned, if I did mention it, I do feel like it's my fault in a sense that I didn't educate her. I, I haven't educated my clients well enough. You will cross this bridge at some point in your career, I guess, but the, the latter part of your career where you will be approached by these people. It is your job. This is very important for your financial future. It's your job to ask questions. It's your job to kind of sift through all the noise, all right? In my opinion, 10 times out of 10, it's better to work with an independent RIA, a fee-only or fee-based, okay, I can ride with a fee-based advisor, not someone directly associated with one of these companies. They're going to stick you in their proprietary products. One last thing regarding the fiduciary. You know, I always tell, I had a prospect in last week right before Labor Day. And I told him he was actually, he was a prospect and he was uh, interviewing, that's the word I was looking for, interviewing many advisors. And I told him that's fantastic. And I'll tell you this, Mr. Prospect, my role as a fiduciary, as I see it, I have to be able to place you in something better than what you're doing now. Whether that be service, fees, investment products, okay, I'm going to show you visually how I can put you in a better position. Now, service, I can't visually show you that, but I'm going to lay out a plan as to how I'm going to provide better service than what they're getting now. That's where you need to start. I know it's difficult to find out who a fiduciary is. Folks, start with their ADV. Okay, start sifting through the noise on that ADV part two. But you need to be shown, preferably 
on paper, but visually, uh, verbally, how anybody is going to put you in a better position. So that's it, folks. I appreciate you all kind of listening to my therapy session. I hope you got something out of this. Um, This fiduciary is kind of a wild, wild west in my industry, but it's your job to protect your financial future and go with somebody that is a fiduciary that has your best interest in mind and at heart, okay? And that's why I've been able to build my book of business over 19 years successfully because I feel like I do, and people like me, we do do what's in the best interest of our clients. Hey, folks, um, I appreciate you hanging in there today. This is Greg Shepard, a rather short podcast from Higher Ed Retire Podcast. Check out my website. I have a lot of other podcasts that would be pertinent, especially to those in higher education. But please contact me. Email is greg at shepherdfinancial.com. Shepherd is S-H-E-P-A-R-D. My phone number, uh, my, my Kansas City office, that's my headquartered office, headquarters, main headquarters, 913-521-2381. Hey, folks, thanks again. This is Greg Shepard telling you to take control of your retirement today. Thanks for listening to the Higher Ed Retire Podcast. Just because this episode is over doesn't mean you can't continue your retirement journey please visit www.higheredretire.com to see how you can work with Greg or to simply ask him a question. Thanks again. S&A Financial Services is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.